0: to be here today recording a new episode. We had said from the get-go when we started this podcast that we really wanted this to be something that reflected our hearts and that reflected um, just the calling that the Lord has placed on us through this podcast. And so that being said, we decided that every fifth episode we would take a week of Sabbath to rest and to hear from the voice of God and to hear what He's telling us personally. Um, That way that we can come into this podcast and know what we want to say to you guys because As you guys know, we can't always hear from the voice of God if we're just so busy doing the things that we're doing with our own hands and that we can just do in our own timing. And so that's kind of what our week off last week was all
1: about. Yeah, I think it's important from the beginning to make sure that we never make this feel like a job, even though in Jesus' name, it will be our job someday. It's full time, making all the money from Basically Basic, we hope. But for right now, we just kind of want to set a precedent from the get-go that it's not, not going to be a chore because we're going to mm-hmm. choose to rest. And I think when you set yourself up for success by setting aside a time that's a Sabbath, everyone's just happier. So, I mean, let's be real. The real reason was because I was so tired of Amanda five <laughs> weeks in a row. <laughs> couldn't handle it. You just can't be with me more than that. I was like, oh, give me a man. break. You know? Like, like Honestly, so far from the truth. Like, we were laughing because I called her on the way driving to see her. That's yeah. when you know your best friends when you're, like, meeting up to see each other and you call each other on the way, because you already have so much to talk about, like, yeah. true friendship, but all to say, we took a break, and we also hope that you took a break during that week, or you took it to catch up on past episodes, and you're all caught up, ready for episode six, which is our episode today, which we are going to be answering your questions QA. q and So I think it was, like, two weeks ago on our Instagram, we posted one of those question things, and we actually said... This is our invitation for you to ask us anything you want. We love you guys so much because, honestly, we had such good questions. Like, I think it says a lot about our listeners that the questions you'll ask, I was like, ooh, those are, like, really deep, good questions. And a side note with that was one of – well, not one. There was multiple questions about our love stories because, let's be real, every basic girl loves to hear a good love story. And, honestly, I think ours are pretty good. Oh, yeah, they're so good. Oh, yeah. So we decided that we're actually going to do an entire podcast dedicated to dating. And I think just like one of the main questions was, how do you know when you know that you know? And we're going to do an episode on that. Called When You Know You Know, right? Because I think finding your husband, figuring all that out, that can be kind of a weird thing to navigate. So just know if you ask us a question about our dating life or our husbands, we're going to get to that at a later date. but today's episode is going to be more fun, random questions that you guys asked. We're so excited. Let's do this. We're so pumped. So speaking of relationships, because we were talking about, you know, our husbands and dating, all that, I had to break the news to Amanda today that many of you might have already heard, but Ariana Grande and Pete, Uh, Pete whoever, broke off their engagement. I know. This is like a shock to me because I feel like
0: they went zero to a hundred real quick.
1: Oh, they were like... First of all, not a thing to the point where I didn't even know he existed, for one, because I don't watch SNL, but, like, from dating to engagement, it was, like, yeah, it was really fast. So quick. But I was saying to Amanda... And
0: I think they even, like, travel together. I'm pretty
1: sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think... Like, I think he's on tour. Like, I think he goes on tour with
0: her is what I mean. Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: So, they, like, hot and heavy real quick. Mm -hmm. But I was saying to Amanda, I hate to say that I'm not surprised, just because I look at the year that Ariana had, and, like, okay, first... The Manchester concert, yeah, with the bombings, that was terrifying and devastating. Devastating. We actually, Amanda and I have a friend in the UK that was there.
0: Oh yes, yes, she was there, and like I can't even imagine like what that must have been like. Oh no, that would have been
1: worse. I hate that that's even the world we live in. Honestly, that that's even a thing. But I mean, imagine being Ariana. Like people paid to come to your show, and again, not her fault at all. But talk about like a PTSD situation, like. That's super traumatic. 22 people No, died. that's so sad. And that's just a lot to
0: like be on one person. And then I feel like, well, okay. And then her past boyfriend just recently passed away, mm-hmm. Mac Miller. And so I just think that's a lot to go through in one year. And then to get engaged that quickly, you know that, not that she was putting like all of that on him, like on her current fiance. But I mean, that's a lot to walk through with somebody. Oh, yeah. And I feel like you just need a minute to breathe and to like, Honestly, just be with God in those moments. Yeah. Well, and
1: I think I actually want to applaud her because I think we live in this day and age where we just want so quickly to get to that next thing. Mm -hmm. And I've even noticed this trend, especially in young Christians. Like, all of a sudden, it's like dating isn't a thing. It's like we meet, we go on a couple dates, and then I'm like, well, I feel like God told me you're the one. Let's get engaged. And, oh, hold up. I can't wait to have sex with you. So let's let this engagement be point two seconds. Right. Let's get married next month. And like again, what's the hurry? What is the rush? Like everyone's story is different. I will say I've heard of some people that first date were like, you're it. And the Lord spoke and then they got married and they've been married for like, you know, 50 years, whatever. But I feel like it's there's something to be said about being thankful and present for the season that you're in. Enjoying where you're at, taking time to date, enjoy that process, and enjoy being, you know, engaged. Like that's a whole other season. And so I think with Ariana, like there's this big thing in Hollywood where it's like, oh, this couple's working out. Well, that's rare. So let's have them get married. You yeah, know? yeah. And it's so, she so probably crazy. Felt this pressure.
0: Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, I can't like the fact that they broke it off is like number one a shock, but also like you said, super proud of her for just knowing like what she knew was right for her in that moment.
1: I. I think I always thought, wow, like, someone break off an engagement. Like, that's crazy. But not being married, I'm like, good for you. Yeah. Better an engagement than a marriage. Oh, totally. I mean, like, for me, like, once you say I do, I really, like, my vow is forever. Like, Mm -hmm. I really believe in the power of that covenant. And so I think if you're unsure – Take a step back, it doesn't mean that they might never get back together. Like who
0: knows? But now if they do, they'll know that it was like even a stronger bond because of the time they took away from each other and that she the time she took to heal or just even if she's not healing, just to go through whatever obviously there's something that was going on to make her. Yeah, and they've
1: already walked through so much in such a short time. So all that to say, prayers for Ariana Grande. Prayers for, prayers for our girl. We love you. We and pray a sweet anointing over your vocal cords because, girly, you can sing. You can sing, girl. And, so on,
0: good. and on that note of singing, that just segues right into Starbucks. Does it? As one would. Yeah. You sing in the Starbucks line. You can you sing, sing in the shower your when you're dreaming
1: about yeah. your Starbucks in the morning.
0: <laughs> you know, it is so in hand. So all that being said, guys, there's a new drink on the menu. It's been there for probably like a month, but it's new-ish. Anyways, it's an iced maple pecan latte with just one pump of pecan and a little bit of almond milk is how I take it. And what I love about it is most iced coffees come with like the green straw. But as we all know, there's a straw movement happening. I can't with the straw
1: movement. (laughs) Amanda's like excited about it and like I'm looking at her right now with side eyes. I'm not excited because I'm like... Free the straws. I'm more excited because it's...
0: Free the whales. Free the straws. That's how I feel, though. I know. People I know. are so... It's crazy. I'm only oh. excited because it's like just the way that the, the cup is, it's like more fun to hold. Oh, you like.
1: like like a sippy cup for adults? Yeah, I basically do. Because that yeah. is basically what it looks like. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you get one, you're going to love it. Well, I will not get one because I will look the lady in the eye or the man and I will say... I need a straw. I need a green straw. <laughs> Please and thank you. And here's the thing. I'm all about the environment, but I just say, like, we need to pick our battles. And, like, yeah. is that really where we're going to just stick our feet into the ground? I don't know. Because is that know. really where we're going to dig our heels Some in and be like, no more straws. This is going to solve the problems. Some people are. Wow. I mean, so I don't... will take it with no straw or with the straw. It's that good. But you I... said it was really a good drink. It's really a good drink. And if you guys get it,
0: use our hashtag. Tag us. We're at Basically Basic Podcast. I just want to know what you think of it. Number one, what you think of the cup, because I'm really into it.
1: Yeah, and if you just could do like a boomerang of you rolling your eyes, yeah. drinking it, I'll know. I would love that one. I would love you just being like sip, thumbs up, thumbs up, <laughs> love the cup, love the drink. I find it interesting that they came out with a iced drink in the fall. I know. Oh yeah, that's true. That was like them mm-hmm. really shaking it up. They were shaking it up, shaking. Not wow. Stirred. So you got the iced maple pecan goodness. I got a tall skinny French vanilla latte, which I was explaining to Amanda. French vanilla, at least at Starbucks, is a mixture of hazelnut and um, vanilla. Which, who knew? So, how it becomes French, apparently, is if you add hazelnut. Who knew? So, I got it skinny, which means non-fat milk, sugar-free syrup, just, you know, makes you feel a little bit better about yourself. And that's our Starbucks drink. Yes. So, let's dive right in to our
0: Q&A. Our first question is, what is your favorite season and how do you decorate for it?
1: Ooh, Amanda... You are the decorating queen.
0: So I'll Take go ahead away. I'll go ahead and start this one. So I love Target, obviously, has upped their game recently. I'm all about Target. I also just love the dollar section at Target, honestly. And they even have some, like, knockoff magnolia pieces in the dollar section, I want to say. I mean, I could be wrong about this, but that's the vibe I'm getting. I love a good home goods. I love Etsy. And actually, we have a few girls who we know... Our listeners of the podcast, Cammy, do you want to do a quick shout out Yeah, well,
1: first of all, you didn't say what your favorite season was.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So That's the most important that's part. That's the most important part. So, all these stores that I like to go to, I decorate for no other than the basic season of fall. And I feel like the reason I love fall was I was born October 5th. That's my birthday. And I also feel like my coloring is fall.
1: Like, like you physically. I physically. You are fall. are fall. I physically am fall. You really are. Yeah. I- I really feel like your name could be Autumn and, like, it would fit. <laughs> it completely. would fit. Oh, no, totally. Yes. You could call me Audie. Audie Wacky. <laughs> oh, that's actually kind of cute. Oh, that's kind
0: really of cute. Anyways, so, yes, that's my favorite season. And circling back around just really quickly, like I said, October 5th is my birthday. And I just want to give a huge shout out to Cami. So, on our Instagram, on basically oh, I forgot. Basic Instagram, she asked everyone who felt inclined to give a dollar for my birthday that would go towards a Starbucks gift card and it was like the sweetest thing so whoever well number one Cammy is like just the best friend and so every girl out there needs a Cammie that will ask people to give a dollar for their birthday in order Thank to add you. up to one Starbucks card. it was like the nicest sweetest thing
1: everybody find you a friend who's gonna ask other people to give you gifts <laughs> no no I'm find a friend who's gonna request money for you <laughs> no Not really
0: like it's just it's so sweet I yes, thought it was so creative absolutely. So it was so creative. So proud of you. Such a creative move. And secondly, whoever gave a dollar, thank you so much. It like made me tear up. It was the nicest. Yeah, we day. have
1: the best listeners because honestly, it, it was day of her birthday. It was kind of a last minute thought, but I had made this basic basket for her, which, hello, best birthday gift yeah, for me. I've gotten like a pumpkin candle, pumpkin cookies, an Us Weekly magazine, a bath bomb. All the basic all things. All the basic. So I can good. remember all of it. All the basic things. But then I thought, what better way to celebrate your birthday than knowing that random people, like, love you and care. It was so sweet. And I put out just a, kind of a blast really quickly. I told Amanda not to check our social media. And within a couple hours, we had over $29 for the gift card for her. So it was, it was super cool. Um, yes, it was an nice thing. Yeah, Amanda, you are fall. It was so easy to give you a gift, like, That's... a basic fall things for your birthday because – that's just you. So yes, my, fa- my favorite season
0: is fall. Like I said, Target, Home Goods, Etsy has some really great fall stuff. And we have two listeners that um, we that we know listen to our podcast, and they do really cute calligraphy, just like doormats. Yeah, um, that you can use for fall. So Ooh.
1: one is Hosanna Scripts, and then the other is Proper Letter, and we'll put their um, Instagram handle in the notes. But they both have the cutest doormats that they can customize. Um, some of them have just like the funniest things. I know our friend Diana who does the Hosanna scripts. She, I saw a door match she posted that was like the silhouettes of the three witches from Hocus Pocus. Yes. I'm so like, cute. how
0: cute is that? That's so cute. I would hundred percent put that in front of my door. Oh, for sure. So l- look them up if you're looking for some really cute fall decor. And then my hidden gem is a little place called Dirt Cheap. And The name I know is literally called Dirt it's Cheap. It's called Dirt Cheap. And honestly, everything about it is in the name. So you're going to go, you're going to be like, what the heck, Amanda? I'm finding nothing. Like, wait, wait to send me to this, like, garage sale level
1: D. (laughs) I was asking Amanda, I'm like, is this a garage sale of, like, the neighbor that you aspire to be? Or is this, like, a store that's basically a garage sale for, like, the crazy grandma down the street? And she was like, it's probably the crazy grandma grandma, honestly down the street. But this crazy grandma also is, like, a secret...
0: Secret like hidden treasure Hidden treasure. there's no
1: way you can know about
0: unless you go. And so that is what dirt cheap is. So you're going to go. You might not find what you're looking for the first time. I encourage you, go again. Just do a little digging. Do a little scavenger hunt until you find exactly what you're looking for. And I promise you, you'll find like the original $60 thing that you find for $10 and it will be worth it. Your life will be changed. Yeah,
1: didn't you say there's like actually things from Target Yeah, Yes, so it's where
0: the Target rejects go to die. <laughs>
1: and it's like the island of misfit toys <laughs> yes for is.
0: target things for target it's basically like if they go out of season if anything it's like home decor clothing shoes whatever if it goes out of season mainly from target but also from a few other places they go to dirt cheap and sometimes like things are broken you may not want those but i mean other times if you're like a fixer, your you're car, really like, selling this place amanda i, mean, no kind of <laughs> I can't wait to go personally. you have to listen if you're somebody that wants to go shopping where everything is like hundred dollars, and you want it to be a hundred dollars or above. Do then not go to go. Restoration Hardware. Yes, do not go to Dirt Cheap. But what I'm telling you is, if you like a good surprise and a good, just like gym in the middle of like you know not so great gyms, you're gonna want to go to Dirt Cheap. To Forage for some flowers. Ooh, foraging! <laughs> I actually had to look up that word because I wasn't sure what it was called. Yeah, because
1: she didn't want another fester situation. I didn't want another
0: hashtag fester. So, although I
1: would love that, it's <laughs> so entertaining.
0: Forage fester, it's all the same. So, I like to go outside and maybe if I'm like on a walk with Gwen or just like looking for some extra greenery to have around my house to decorate during fall, I like to get just some leaves, maybe some like. You know, greenery, just She's anything. She's basically you can a find. squirrel.
1: She's <laughs> just like grabbing little nuts and seeds and leaves for her a little squirrel. nest.
0: So literally, even like cool, like sticks, though. Honestly, too, because you can. D- no, I'm. <laughs> Cami is looking at me. I can't. Cami is looking at me like I am insane. But what I'm telling you is, it's like if you you really can like forge for things outside, and you can put them like in a vase. You can put them around a shelf, around a mantle. I'm telling you. Uh, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. In our Insta story, when this episode goes live, I'm gonna do a little segment of Ooh, hashtag forage. Hashtag forage and I'm gonna take some photos around my house of things that I've decorated with for fall and specifically I will go outside and do a little foraging Instagram video. Please do because like just the images in my
1: head of like the random sticks and leaves <laughs> that you're talking about, I can't quite see it. Oh, this is actually so, me laugh. yeah. Please do a little hashtag forage I will. inspo for I will. us. I will. So next question. Next question <laughs> is Oh, what is... Oh, here we go. What advice would you give to a college student who has no idea what to do with her life? First of all, I would say, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. Everyone feels college, good. College, post-college, what are we all doing here? Who really knows except for the Lord? Um, But first thing I would say is just take a deep breath. You are in good company. Because here's the thing. There are so many random jobs out there that I feel like you don't even realize exist until after college. And oh, then all totally. of a sudden... Like I love asking people what they do and it's not even like a, ooh, what do you do for like a status situation. I just am so amazed at all the random jobs that are out there. And the thing is, is that God really does have a plan and he's going to use every little step in your path. So here's the thing that I, like random practical advice is I feel like in college, there's so much focus on what is your major, right? It's like, ooh, I'm majoring in this. So that means I can only do X, Y, and Z after college. Can I just say that is a lie? Mm-hmm. Like if you're paying for your own college, my advice would be like do not change your major 50 times. Like if your parents are paying and they don't care how long you're in college, great. Do right. lap 6 or 7. Yeah. Go for <laughs> it, do. enjoy it. But if you're like trying to get out and get a job, it really honestly your first job probably maybe a little bit matters what you majored in. But I was a voice major and music business like and yes, I I have done music so it's worked out. But I've had so many other jobs that I've had nothing to do. I had no ministry degree and I've done ministry since I graduated. Like, I think your first job, they look at your resume for that. But after that, they're really looking for your recommendations. So there's really not as much pressure as you feel to pick a major and to be like, well, what what am I doing, right? Like, honestly, one advice that I would have would be to write down a list of your strengths and things that you know that you're good at that bring you life because let's be real, we don't want to do jobs that like Suck the life out of us for right. the rest of our lives. But also look around you at people in your life that you really admire. And you admire not just their career, but like their lifestyle. Because mm-hmm. I think one thing we, we do a lot is we focus on, well, this person's job is so amazing. But maybe their their job is awesome, but their home life isn't great. Or their marriage is struggling because they're working all the time. And I think it's really important to look at the whole picture and to figure out, okay, what do I value Um, as a whole and how do I want my life to look and to know that everything comes with sacrifices so one thing I really admire about my husband is he honestly could have been any type of doctor like I'm not just biased here he's so smart works so hard and could have like done whatever but he was really intentional to be like okay who are men or women that I know are doctors that have a healthy work-life balance and what kind of doctors are they because he didn't want to be on call every weekend he didn't want to like you know, be that dad that had to leave all the time. And that's just what he felt called to. So he picked the type of doctor he was going to be. He chose that based on that whole thing. So, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's hard when you're in college because I think the focus is really on what jobs look cool, what's exciting. Um, but I would say if you have the foresight to look into the future of what you want your life to look like as a whole, that's actually going to really help you make that decision. So really at the end of the day, like, there's no pressure to have it all figured out. Just take it one step at a time. I totally agree with that. And also something that
0: I had just kind of, whenever we were getting these questions, something that I had written down to this answer was just that whatever you see, know that whatever you see is not your forever. Because I really believe that God wants to see how you will respond to moments and seasons that you're currently in. Like whatever you might see as a storm or something that's holding you back, I really think that God, knows that that's an opportunity and he sees it as growth to get you to the next spot to where you do want to be but like in order to get to that next spot this this season that you're in that you may feel frustrated or stuck like that's not by accident it's yeah, not
1: it's not wasted it's
0: not wasted and like, so that
1: struggle of figuring out what i want to do with my life like even that is it's sanctifying
0: yeah absolutely and humbling like I can remember even in college I was majoring in visual art and design but I felt very just stuck in my classes. I didn't feel like it was super hands-on and I've always just been more of like a hands-on learning person anyways. And I reached out to several photographers that I just admired um, and I thought their work was just beautiful. And I remember, this was before Instagram or anything, so I couldn't just like slide into their DMs, but (laughs) I remember like Googling all of their websites, just everything I could find and finding their contact info and emailing them and saying like, hey, I will take out your trash if that means... Getting to shadow a tiny bit of what you're doing because I just was that eager to learn. And I remember that I reached out to this one photographer in particular and she was like, hey, you can carry my bag at this wedding if you want to. And in the moment, I remember being frustrated thinking like, wow, I get to just follow you around for eight hours and carry your bag. Yeah, but if then- someone
1: said, will you just come and carry my bag? So I'd be like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Why what? In hindsight, I am super
0: grateful for that opportunity. Dude, I love that you said
1: yes. Yes,
0: because I really was that. It wasn't even just about like, of course I wanted to like hold the camera and like be super like snap happy and take a million photos. But in that moment, I remember looking at her working in her element, taking photos, and then also seeing how she did everything else outside of the camera that I had no idea how to do because I was 19 and had never been a photographer before. So I got to see how she like interacted with the bride, with the bride's mom, just like literally everybody that was important on that day and how to be super professional. And All that being said, like it just doesn't hurt to ask someone or to reach out like what Cami was saying that you really admire because the worst thing they're going to say is no. And at least you'll know that you reached out and did your part.
1: Well, I think it's okay to try a bunch of different things and to know that you don't have to have it figured out. Like when I, in college, I majored in voice and music business and I did a different internship every semester at a different aspect of the music business. And there was definitely a full semester that I interned at a place and I was like, I knew by week two, I was like, this is never going to be my job. Like, (laughs) do not like this. But like, I needed to know that I would have never known. So I think be, first of all, just give yourself grace. You do not have to have it figured out. And yeah, enjoy college. Don't let the stress of it. Honestly, like college is the sweetest time. It's such a great time. Just enjoy it. So no pressure, girly. We believe in you. Question uh, three?
0: uh, Yes. Question three. Have you ever experienced any miracles in your life? You like there it? can
1: be miracles <laughs> when you believe. Oh, you believe. Out. Tell me you remember the song. I No, I'm literally okay, singing it good. with Good. I just want to make sure yeah. we're on the same page here. Because that was. The hope is for real. real. There's time. Hard to... Oh, wait. What no, is it's it? Like a time singing. to kill. Keep... No. It's hard to. Yeah. It's huh. too... All I know is the runs. Yeah, I know the Cause... runs too. Whitney Houston, M.R.I. Carey. So good. I do remember that song. Wow. Oh, when you believe I am. When you believe. Honestly, the movie was not that good. But no, the not song, like it but
0: the song was, wow. obviously, remember it. The we, song
1: just really held it down. We obviously remember it so much that we remember every word. I do. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly we do. Um, okay, so first of all, yes, we both believe in miracles. I, here's the thing, and again, people disagree. Who wants to believe in a God? that can't do the impossible. Yeah. no, Not me. Like what I am like the fact that I cannot wrap my mind around the things that God does. Like, that's why he's God.
0: Oh, a hundred. It blows
1: my mind. People are like, well, you know, I believe in a God, but like not the whole like virgin birth thing or not the whole like walking on water. I'm like, well, then he's not God. You believe in a man. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. I see him every day. (laughs) Me too. Awesome. So I, I can think of one moment in particular,
0: um, When Tyler and I had been married for about six months, his dad got diagnosed with melanoma cancer. And in this like beginning stages of our marriage, Tyler was having a real he going back to the whole college thing, actually, he had majored in kinesiology and was trying to find a job. Yes, which as you know has nothing to do with his career. Yeah, literally nothing to do with his career. So, um, he majored in kinesiology, thought he wanted to be like a golf coach, was kind of like looking for jobs within that major and just really couldn't find anything. So he was feeling a little bit defeated as like a new husband and someone who wanted to provide for our family. And, um, we obviously, we honestly just didn't have that much money at all when we first got married. And so he had been looking for a job. His dad had owned an electrician company and had told Tyler like, Hey, if you can't find anything, just come work with me every day. Like, you know, it'll be great, whatever. So Tyler did because he obviously wanted to make money for our family. Which was but totally
1: it was totally his plan D. Probably not even plan B. No,
0: he was like, "I grew up in, I grew up working for my dad in the summers in like high school. This is not something that I see as like a, my future and my career." So there's a couple different like levels to this story, but I'll be kind of short with all of them because we have a lot of questions to get through. But if you guys ever like just want to know more about this story, it's, I really love telling it. So, anyways, um, he ends up going to work with his dad. And he would come home some days just really frustrated being like, you know, I spent all this time in college. This is what I I love. You know, I thought I wanted to be a golf coach, just all these things that had to do with his major and he couldn't find anything. And he would come home kind of frustrated sometimes just being like, why isn't God opening any doors for me to do a career when I have this degree? So fast forward like a year later, he ends up working with his dad for about a year. And about a year and a half after we were married, his dad actually ended up passing away from melanoma cancer. And after that, we just kind of in like the midst of like talking and just kind of reflecting on all the moments he had with his dad, we kind of had this light bulb moment. And we were like, oh my gosh, that time that you you were really frustrated and just looking for a job that, you know, would bring fulfillment and just like something, a job that was your dream job, honestly. And God, you know, was like, no, you're actually going to go work with your dad instead. During that season, we all Tyler could really see was like, okay, God, why are you doing this? He couldn't see what he was, was the beginning stages of a miracle and what he was really working. And it was that God allowed him to spend every single day with his dad. And he got to go to work with his dad. He got to have lunch with his dad every day. And he literally spent more time with his dad during those years of or during that year of working with him than he did with me. And it was so cool because Tyler got to look back and he had no regrets at the time that he got to spend on earth while his dad was still here. And so we were just like, this is a complete miracle because little did we know that God wasn't opening any doors for any other jobs because he literally just want he was so kind and he literally just wanted to Tyler and his dad to spend quality time together, even if it was just working together every day. So That was just something that we love to look back on and as a reminder that God really does go before us. And we had no idea that we were going to lose his dad to cancer, but God did.
1: And I love that so much because I feel like when we think of the word miracles, so often we picture like what it looked like in the Bible. And I I believe that God still does like those crazy like healing, opening blind eyes, like making people get up and walk. But I love that you're viewing that as a miracle, Amanda, because Mm -hmm. like it really is him being God and him like Mm -hmm. inserting himself by keeping doors shut that Tyler was begging to be open and being like, no, I'm writing a better story. Like I have a better plan. Just trust me because he sees the end from the beginning. And like, obviously cancer is never God's plan. Like I don't believe in a God that gives sickness. I think that's just part of being in a fallen world. And it's Mm -hmm. part of like what the enemy does over our lives, but God promises to work everything together for good. And so like Tyler not getting that job, He had so many sweet memories with his dad. I know. I know. And so the other
0: really cool level to that where we just knew God had his hands all over this was he then ended up getting a job um, at a bank, which was also kind of like an in-between job, not something that is his career now. But a guy came into his office one day and – or came into the bank one day and was like, hey, I've seen your resume online. Like, I've seen that you – Obviously, you know, at a bank right now, but I've seen that on your resume, you worked for an electrician, which he had no idea was his dad. Um, and he said, I own an electrician company, and I am looking for somebody to be a contractor. So five years later, that is my husband's job now to this day, and he would not have gotten approached by this man for the job that's been, like, such a blessing just to our family and our lives if he hadn't have had that on his resume and that experience working with his that's dad. That's crazy. So not only did not only was the Lord so kind enough to be like, hey, you're going to work with your dad for this year so that you can, A, spend time with him, but so that, B, this will be your career for the future that you can provide for your family, work from home some days, be super flexible, and, like, still put your family first and still make the amount of money that is just providing for your family. I mean, it's literally insane. Yeah, God was just setting him up for success. Setting him up for success. And what's so crazy is in those moments, we we, in the hard parts and in the hard moments, it was really hard to see. But now that we have gotten to, like, you know, li- lived out those years already. We're like, okay, God does this more than once. Like anytime that I'm feeling frustrated or down, like it's not the end. Like God yeah. always has a bigger plan.
1: Well, and I think something I'm convicted about as I'm hearing you share this is like, so often we, we pray for a miracle, but in our minds we have a way that we want it to look specifically. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, God, I want you to do this, but I want it to look like this. Mm-hmm. And we pray with like this expectation in mind which kind of eliminates God from the story because Mm -hmm. it's like I okay I think of it this way I'm a creative so it's like tell me what to do but don't tell me how to do it right Mm -hmm. like tell me what the end game is but if you give me every step to it you just took away all the fun Mm -hmm. and I'm creative because I made in the image of the creator God's the ultimate creative and so when we pray for something I don't think he wants us to be like God I want this and it better look just like this like he's like hey lift up your prayers give me your hopes give me your dreams but watch how I do it mm-hmm. in my own way mm-hmm. and like I just think that's really convicting because maybe we're praying for a miracle and we're praying and praying and praying and it's not exactly what we think but God's actually like hey look around you like yeah. I'm delivering on this prayer but it, it's looking different yeah than maybe you thought mm-hmm. and, and again sometimes I think God is very clear and direct my miracle story is a little crazy like I, God miraculously healed me of mm-hmm. vocal cord nodules. And like, I'm going to share the story, but honestly, that's kind of just the short version. It's yeah. like he, so I, you know, went to college for voice and um, was a music major at Belmont in Nashville. And singing has always been a huge part of my life, a huge part of my story and my call and a gift that the Lord's given me. And after college, um, I broke up with my now husband for a little bit. get back together we get engaged and I know I'm moving to Fort Worth where I reconnect with Speed Amanda but in that Stephen was in medical school and so I knew that part of marrying him was like I was going to step in not just to being a wife but also being the provider for our family um and so I got offered a job as a worship pastor at a church such a blessing um not only for me as a worship leader and growing in that gifting but also just financially to provide for my family um And so I was leading worship, multiple services a week, and I started to notice after probably like six months that after I would lead worship, like one night, the next morning I would wake up and like couldn't talk. And so crazy. It was pretty scary just because as a singer, like I'd never experienced this before, and I always thought I had good vocal technique, and so I'm like, what am I doing wrong? So I started like warming up a ton more and just drinking tea all the time, and it kind of got to the point where I would like lead worship, and then the next day... It would physically hurt me to speak, Um, which was horrible because I'm like, one, I'm trying to talk to my new husband, like I'm a newlywed. Two, my job, like my income for my family is to speak and to lead worship, which both require my voice. So finally I make a vocal appointment. I'm like terrified going in. I feel like I knew deep down like something wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I go in there and I end up getting x-rays and the doctor shows me that I have two polyps on my vocal cords, which if you're a singer or you know anything about music, getting nodules or nodes is like, like I know they joke about this in Pitch Perfect, but it's like like for real, it's like the worst thing because it really like, if you leave them on for too long, it could develop into cancer. Like it's just a scary diagnosis. Um, And really what it is, is it's almost like these like bruises on your vocal cords from either like slamming together or rubbing together too much. And so I get the diagnosis and my doctor says, okay, like what we're going to do is I don't want you to sing or talk for three months. and you're going to come back and after three months, we're going to redo an x-ray. And if it hasn't improved, um, we're going to do surgery. And then that's a whole other recovery. After that, you have to like go to vocal therapy and relearn how to speak and all these things. So I get the diagnosis and I... You know, I'm, like, pulling it together in the doctor's office. I get in the car. I'm with my mom. And I'm just bawling. How old are you
0: at this point again? I'm
1: 24. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just – I think I forgot about it because it
0: ended up being healed. Yeah, exactly. So I'm, like, yes. this is crazy. So I'd only
1: been married for maybe three months when this happened. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, and so I – you know, I'm in the car and I'm bawling crying. And I, you know, I, li- I like to believe that I have the gift of faith. Um. But in that moment, I was so defeated. But then it was, like, all of a sudden, it was just this fire within me. Like, it really was, like, God just deposited supernatural faith inside of me. And it was, like, this, like, snap, like, this shift in my spirit where all of a sudden I was, like, no. Like, this is not God's plan for my life. Like, I think I just all of a sudden realized I'm, like, I have a good God. And I know for a fact he uses my voice for his glory. Like, not even just to sing and declare and to worship, but I, I preach, like I love to speak to people. I know he's given me the gift of like communication of being a good friend. He wants me to be able to communicate with my new husband, like all of these things. He wants me to provide for my family. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how can I go to my job and say, Hey, I know you just hired me, but I'm going to need three months off, like where I can't sing or talk like, no. And so I, in that moment, just with every faith inside of me, like my faith of a mustard seed, I was like, I do not agree with this diagnosis. Like, yes, this is maybe what is being said, but I know that my God is bigger and his name is higher. And like, I just have to pray and believe that this is not the end of my story. Like, yeah, no. So long story short, the week after this, I go to Nashville, I'm in a prayer service at the church that I was a part of. I was just visiting my old church And out of the blue, this woman walks up to me, don't know her, and she says to me, I wanna pray over your voice. So immediately I start crying because I'm like, what? Like, how did, I don't even know this lady. She starts to pray and she just starts to declare, like, the enemy will have no power over your voice. Your voice is set apart, it's like gonna be used for the Lord, all these things. I'm just a weeping mess, as you can imagine. And when she started praying over me, Amanda, this is crazy, but, like, I literally felt, like, this heat in my throat. Like, I just felt it's this, so like, crazy. It's power insane. of God, and I, when I, like, got back to Texas, I was, like, I knew I was gonna lead worship again, and I was like, kind of nervous, because I'm used to getting up and leading, and especially at this point, it had been really hurting when I would sing, and I got up to sing, and I remember waking up the next day, and like, my voice sounded fine, and I felt fine, and I wish I had the faith to be, like, I knew in that moment I was healed, but I'd never been healed miraculously of anything, so for the first, like, two weeks, I didn't say anything to anybody. I think maybe I told Steven, Mm -hmm. because I was, like, this is bizarre, like, it feels completely different, so fast forward three months of me singing more than ever, talking more than ever, feeling amazing. I go back to my follow-up appointment, my doctor takes the x-rays and shows me the pictures and there's no nodules on either vocal cord and he says to me he's like well you must have done a really good job of like not talking or not singing because your cords like perfect and I started crying again and I was like I'm gonna be honest like I talked and sang more than I more ever, than have. ever and I was like I don't know what you believe but I just need to know that God healed me and of course he was like well whatever blah blah he did not care but can I just say that like when God heals something, He doesn't just go back to how it was before. Like, He makes it better than yeah, ever. Yeah, that's so good. I truly have this weird thing now where I can sing for days and days and hours and hours. I yeah, my you voice really does do. Knock you it sing tired. all the time. No, it literally I live worship four times this weekend, and I know, two hours today. And my voice feels, I mean, in the past, if I would have done that, I would not be able to speak right now. No, like, I know. No I joke. just actually, I'm
0: having that like revelation right now because I'm like, if I sing like a full, you know, Mariah Carey album in the car, my voice is, like, hoarse. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, I literally led worship for all day Saturday at a women's retreat, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, two hours today, and my voice feels great. Double it, Lord. Jesus. So, yes, he does miracles. I am such a firm believer in the power of prayer and faith and just agreeing and standing on God's word. If you have questions about this, please reach out to me. And honestly, like, I don't have, like, all the answers to this, I just have a testimony and the word yeah. says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And like, I don't know if people are like, I don't believe in healing. I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you. Because then I was I, healed. I was, <laughs> I was blind and now I see. You know? yeah, no, no like, like I kinda... was, had nodules and now I don't. Yeah. So, <laughs> had nodules and now the end. I don't. <laughs> miracles are real. I love that. It's love so good. It. Okay, so. This is such a shift this next question. Oh, this next question, wow. question is such a shift. Wait, I have an idea. Did. Yes. Okay, so for this next question, the question is describe your fashion sense. How about I describe yours and you describe mine?
0: Oh wait, I love this. Isn't I love that so this fun? so much. Yes, this is, and okay. it's even more fun because we're doing it on the spot. We oh yeah, don't, we don't. We like. I had no time to think or write notes. No, <laughs> at all. Okay, Amanda. you okay. Go first. describe um, my fashion sense. Wait, I feel like. Okay,
1: okay, wait. No, I feel like because it was your idea. Do you want me to do go first? Okay. Yes. Okay, so Amanda is anthropology. Oh, Anthropology and Madewell had a child, okay. and it's Amanda Autumn Lackey. <laughs> It's not your name, but I love it. I love it. So I feel like you do such a good job of you have like great basic pieces, Mm -hmm, but then mm -hmm. you always have like a pop of something. So you have like. Kimmy, I'm so done right now. This is the Lord. Can you please look at my notes? Just please. Was this from when you thought you were going to answer the question? (gasps) No guys, this is a real mama right now. <laughs> this is a real... Okay, so Amanda thought she was going to answer this question for herself until I just sprung this on her. And her wow. note for herself was Literally. simple with one pop. And then I put, I love neutrals and denim, but I love the one
0: pop piece. That's like exactly what I what? said. So wow. Congratulations. You know me so well. I mean,
1: I'm like beyond proud of myself. <laughs> I'm like kind of in shock. Yeah, think... No, but it's true. Like, so you always have really good basics, wow. but you always have like big earrings like once they'd be just big earrings or like a really cool clutch You're honestly
0: okay so as she's describing this i just want to read you guys my answer now because it's literally that on point i said simple with one pop i love neutrals and denim but i love the pop piece not entirely minimalist but 70 percent minimalistic with a few unexpected pieces thrown in fun shoes earrings and purses (gasps) are my favorite way to
1: wardrobe wow Wow. Congratulations. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, nailed that. So can okay, we
0: nailed it? Let's hope that I
1: can like it. No pressure bring on the... you, but all the pressure on you.
0: <laughs> okay. I I feel like if I could describe your style, it would be definitely some I would say 40% anthro.
1: Love that. I'd say 30% free people. Yes. Okay. That leaves us with um, yeah, let's do 30%. It
0: and then I would say 30% 100 Nordstrom's. A uh, 30% Nordstrom's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So here's the thing. I feel like Kimmy can be, like, classy when she needs to be classy. And I feel like she can, like, bring in a little bit of, like, street style when she needs to be street <gasps> yes. style. Yes. And because it, because the thing I love about Kimmy is I feel like she can bring, like, she can wear something, like, kind of ghetto but, like, good ghetto and then bring in, like, one really girly piece.
1: Yeah, I always have something girly. Girly. I Can love the always good ghetto. ghetto. That's a new one. Yeah, good ghetto. No, not. not bad ghetto. This good, is, this is a, I don't know
0: what bad ghetto is, but This I isn't I like bad ghetto. ghetto from the block. This is good cami from the block. I'm still, I'm
1: still cami from the block.
0: <laughs> yes, because I feel like you do like ripped denim really good. Yep. And you always have one, like my one
1: pop piece is your one girly piece. So true. And you know what I, what I was thinking? I was going to answer this question for myself. Mm-hmm. I've noticed in the winter, I get mm-hmm. way more edgy.
0: Yes. Because oh, I love sure. beanies and yes. I love like denim jackets. So yes. it's like I'm
1: like kind of grunge and, in like, winter. And like stud boots. In stud, stud boots. Yes. Like, but, but. I love it. But then, yeah, there's always something girly. But like uh, my denim jacket has pearls on it. Yes. That's what I'm saying. It's pretty. Early. Honestly, denim jacket with pearls is your style. <gasps> I am. You can wrap. And you it's from rip rip three people. Uh, okay. And it's ripped. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> I am a ripped denim jacket with pearls. Ripped from pearls. From three people. Denim studs. Done. That's my fashion sense. <laughs> me out. I love this so much. Okay. So the next question is, how does the fear of the Lord and his perfect love driving out fear correlate? So for me, this is something
0: that I have dealt with more in my life since becoming a mom than I ever have pre-motherhood. And I think, you know, I've just had like a little bit more fear and anxiety when it comes to just life, honestly, because I'm now not in charge of just my own life, but I'm in charge. I'm. I'm not. Not in charge, but I'm responsible for stewarding another life. And so my mind just automatically, which I don't love about myself, but my mind will automatically go to worst case scenario at times. And I, as I was like starting to kind of see this pattern, I was like, no, this isn't. This isn't God's plan for her life. This isn't God's plan for my life or my family's life. And I know that it's definitely not. His plan for me to wake up and think this way every day or don't automatically think okay what's the worst thing that could happen today and oddly enough that's kind of what started happening just as we live in this culture of having access to so much news that's dark news honestly so there's even like little things that I did personally to help and that was well number one pray prayer matters more than anything like I think something that I'm a doer and so i like to set to-do lists for myself in the day. And I one thing I really enjoy is just like honestly waking up and checking them off. Like it's just like gives me life sometimes, as we talked about in our past episode of list and non-list. Um, but in those moments where I'm like, okay, if I'm not checking these things off, I'm not doing anything, I really had to kind of like step outside of myself and think, okay, no, quiet time with Jesus and prayer is like exponentially more important than these to-dos because even though I may not be physically seeing – like a point A to point B accomplishment in my prayer, I am battling in the realm of like everything that God is like working in my life, and I'm able to just just speak to Him and speak to the life that I want when deliver that I know God has for Him or has for her. And so that's like my number one advice is prayer, and it just just know that it matters even in moments where you think I don't have time for this. I have to get my I have to get my stuff done. Like if I could just press into anything, it's that prayer truly that's so matters. So that's the number one. And then the second thing is is I took some just like simple things off of my phone. Like I was um, subscribed to a couple like news organizations and just like social media things that I wouldn't even have to check. They would just like pop up on my screen. And I don't even think that's something that I said, honestly. I think that's just like an automatic thing that your phone does. So I think you have to be the one to go in. And say, like, no, I don't want to see, like, news when I scroll left on my phone or whatever. So, the, like, just reading – I didn't have to read the full article. Like, just reading little headlines would give me anxiety. And I was like, okay, this yeah, is – Yeah, because
1: our world is a hot mess right now. So, you're yes. like, okay, that's scary. Yes. Yeah,
0: so I would read something and it would stick in my head forever. And now I don't even read the news. I don't even look at the news. I don't even watch the news. Like, I haven't even stopped watching the Today Show and I used to love the Today Show for the pop culture reasons. But <laughs> – I've honestly had to stop doing that just because I felt like there was too many things that would trigger just a little bit of like fear and anxiety in me. So it's a matter too of knowing what kind of triggers that in you and knowing, okay, like I've, I'm choosing to watch this. I'm choosing to read this. I am i don't have to do that. Like I can literally do other things that I know are life-giving. So the second thing I would say would be to do life. So number one, pray. Second thing, do things that you know are life-giving to you and just know that when you're feeling any sort of fear, that it really is true that perfect love does drive out fear. And one thing that I've noticed is anytime I might feel like an anxiety or just like fearful thought creep up, I know that that's not God. Yeah. So, I know that he never speaks to me through fearful things. So if I'm feeling there's such a difference in feeling fear of something and feeling like a spirit check in something. So, if I'm truly scared of something or I'm just feeling like dark thoughts, I'm like, okay, well God doesn't speak in the dark. Like God speaks through light. So, I know that's not him and I can pray that I can pray about it and I can, I can choose to say, okay, Lord, I know this isn't what you have for me versus if I'm uncomfortable about something or God's just telling me, Hey, I feel like this isn't right for you. I feel like there's something about this that is not going to be good for you. Then I know that that's the Lord. And there's such a difference when God speaks to me through like, Hey, Amanda, I know it's best for you. It's, it's always through something that is through light and never something that's super dark. That's so good.
1: it's like his kindness yes it's his kindness yeah I heard someone say once God never leads with fear so that's what you're saying he's not gonna like speak in a way that's makes you feel afraid no it's not his voice you know his voice is it always brings you into light yes and I think I always struggled with the idea of fear of the Lord like I was the first person in my family to really become a Christian like um like my family well my parents and I all kind of came to really like loving Jesus around the same time and because of that I didn't grow up in like this really religious tradition which I think actually has a lot of benefits mm-hmm. because I didn't mm-hmm. like that whole religious thing I just didn't really understand like I understood that God loved me and that was like the foundation and I wanted a relationship with him but my husband he grew up Catholic and so he had a lot of like understanding of the reverence and the fear of God mm-hmm. and I remember us getting in like fights like God totally used us to sharpen each other all through like high school and college and still today because we're so different but we would challenge each other with our views. I remember being like, I don't get fear of God. Like, why would you be afraid of God? He's so kind. He's your friend. Mm-hmm. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But Stephen had such a, a beautiful view of, like, the holy reverence of God. Mm-hmm. And just, like, this awe of how big and how mighty he is. And I feel like he really taught me what it looks like to fear God. And I really taught him what it looks like to be a friend of God. And I think you need both. And I actually think that the older I get, the more I realize how they actually complement each other. Because when you realize how big and how amazing and how holy and all-powerful and otherworldly God is, and then you realize that that same God asks to be your friend and wants a friendship with you Mm -hmm. and is your defender and your protector, it's that love and that relationship from a perfect, holy, big God that actually takes away fear. Mm -hmm. Because you see God rightly... And you see how big he is and there's a a holy fear there. But then you realize that that same God calls you friend and calls you child. And you realize that if he calls me child and he's that big, I have nothing to fear. Right. It's that scripture of like, if God is for me, who could be against me? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, he's the boss. He's the big man. He's like, he's He's got it down. It's only
0: lion and lamb.
1: Yes. He is. He's the lion and the lamb. That's Mm -hmm. so good, Amanda. And like, so it's that, I think that's where it correlates is that perfect love cast out fear because when you realize who's the one that loves you it's this god that's almighty that the same god in revelation with that sword coming out of his mouth who's Mm -hmm. like jealous for his children Mm -hmm. it's that same god somehow like comes down to earth as a baby and like it's that mystery of the gospel it makes no sense and
0: i think too like i know that everyone's relationship like with their own earthly father looks very different but i know for me my dad painted such a an amazing like reflection of the Lord's love for us as a heavenly father. Because when I think of my own dad, and even when I think of my husband as a dad, he is so kind to Gwen and when he needs to be. But at the same time, like if if he was only just like the sweetest, nicest like lamb version yeah, of so the good. Lord to her all the time, she would have nothing to be afraid of. And like, in a sense, like it's it's good to have a healthy fear of your father. Yeah. And so well,
1: respect. Yeah, respect. And
0: so I know that was my relationship with my dad growing up. It's like I loved him so much that I never wanted to disappoint him. And not because and not because he had this like, you know, crazy strict rule over me. It was because I know that he respected me as much as I respected him and that he loved me as much as I loved him, if not more so because he was raising me. And so that always has stuck with me when it comes to think of how God works in our Heavenly Father. It's that yes, he is so gracious yes he is tender yes he is kind yes he is a friend but also like I want to be a little fearful because I want to I want to do my role on this earth that he's placed me to do and sometimes I need just like the the lion part to roll me back into shape to be honest (laughs) well yeah
1: there's a scripture I think it's in Hebrews that says the Lord disciplines those that he loves and I think that's well yeah what kind of parent doesn't discipline their kid if if, unless they're apathetic exactly yeah like if you care about your child you discipline them because you want them to be not only safe but like to grow up and be a useful person in society you know right my mom always says love your children enough to let others love them too and I think that's the wisest quote because it's like love your kids enough to discipline them so that other Mm -hmm. people
0: want to be around them because they're not brats right you know and I yeah and it's true and I think God works in the same way if not more so like the reason I've I've never thought as God is like thank you God for giving me rules and taking away every joy of my life like I know that (laughs) some people Really do have that view of the Lord of like, why would I want to follow this rule book for my life when I could do anything I want? And I just want to tell those people like, you know, no, God literally created you perfectly. He made you man, or He made you woman, or He made you, you know, talented in this area. He called you to be a mother. He called you to be a doctor, whatever it is. And He has these not rules, but just these amazing like blueprints for you and for your life. And why wouldn't I want to follow that because he made me like I didn't plan the day I was born. I didn't plan to get married the day I got married. Like I didn't, you know, there's things that I could have never planned for my own life that I know only happened because of like the blueprint that God has laid out for me through the word of God.
1: That's so good. Oh guys, we have had so much fun answering some of your questions. Look forward to next week which will be part two of our question answer q a um, with mandy and Cami. <laughs> love it guys we love you and our challenge to you this week is to really just kind of wrestle in those places where you're uncomfortable in your faith i think as we're yeah. talking about like perfect love casting out fear and the fear of god i think those are tough questions and i love that you are asking these questions mm-hmm. but like sit in those with jesus yeah. you know take those questions that you don't have the answers to before him and be like can you explain this to me? Because he will. Right.
0: Absolutely. And to know that there's, even when you know the answer and know what he's telling you, we still live in the world that we live in. So I think the enemy will often still try to come in, if not more so once you start asking these questions and start wanting to know these answers. But I just want to encourage you, that's where community comes in. That's where friendships like mine and Cammie's come in that I can like tell her, hey, I'm struggling. That's where prayer really comes in. And not only that, like I've noticed for me in those moments of, not knowing really what God's telling me or, or what, what I'm supposed to even pray about. I just worship. And I love just being able to sit in the car and battle like dark thoughts and say, okay, God, like, I'm just going to worship you because I'm not really sure what to pray about.
1: It's so good. This is how I fight my battles. This This is is how I fight fight my battles. battles. So good. Okay. So guys, we hope that you have an incredible week. Just so you know, we pray for you guys all the time. You are our basic girlies and we love you. So we're basically basic and we know you are too. Be blessed and be basic. Basically basic. Two girls they were waiting in the Starbucks line. Basic.